We've, we've got on something um, in the last few weeks, and this will probably be the last week of this, but man, I just, I, I keep finding these things in the word that relate to this, and it has a lot to do, man, I hit this pretty hard last week on our, the what our nation is going through, and it has to do with the representation of reality, and, and, uh, and what Jesus came to do was to present a reality that's unchanging. Don't you like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, we came across this, this worship leader from a few years ago that just, he started saying that uh, Jesus is Christ, Muhammad is Christ, you know, uh, just everybody. And, and just, just to, and you are Christ, and, and Christ is about, you know, just getting in tune with the cosmos or, you know, you know and, and it's like, where in the world People feel like they can just say something and it's just as legitimate as what we have because they, they say it. And really, that is the, this is what we're going through in our world today is people feel like if they just say it enough that it's going to be reality. And it doesn't make things true just because you keep saying them. Because for a testimony to be a valid testimony, it's going to have to have more than just some information or you just wanting something to happen. <laughs> so I'm so thankful that, that, that there's some references that we can draw on that have to do with, with testimony. And um, so I, was, <laughs> uh, I came across one more. And, and we can kind of look at this as, as, a, as a whole this morning as, as three different parts of a testimony there's, and, and when, uh, when I started on this, I thought that this was going to be it. And I, we just keep getting a little bit more. And this is good. Every, every time it's really good, I believe. Um, but, you, you know, uh, the greatest foundation or the greatest uh, stability of something is, is, is really in a, in, a, in a triangle, isn't it? Where, where there's three legs going up. If you have just four um, it, it, it's more subject to be unstable, isn't it? And so I was thinking about a testimony and what is our, our, our God? He's, he's a trinity, isn't he? There's a stability in our God that's every part of him makes it to where he's more real than anything else. Amen? And so uh, what, we have, what we are here today for is something that has been, will be, and is right now unchanging it's the truth. Yes. It's reality. Yes. And everything else that comes along, the only thing that the enemy has is a lie. Right. The only thing he has is a lie against yes. us. And so there's a necessity of establishing what truth really is. And that's really what Jesus came to do. And so he did it in, in, in people's lives. You know, and the first week we looked at this, it had to do with... Um, People just having an experience in God and talking about it. How powerful that is. How necessary it is for us to not, uh, to not experience in some, uh, something in God and not tell it. And then last week we're talking about truth and how it's so necessary. <laughs> it's so essential that truth not get silenced. And we saw that this is happening in our nation today in a big way. That it's not enough for people to just keep saying a lie. They want to silence the truth. 
And really, that is the truth in our life today. It's not enough for Satan to just lie to us. He wants to silence the truth. Because every time we begin to speak the truth from God's word of what's, what's happened to us in Christ, truth triumphs every time it gets a voice. Amen? And so, we saw that last week. And then this week, I want to look at, at um, the demonstration as evidence. My wife thinks I'm taking her sermon from her. Come on Wednesdays. It's going to come from an, an, another side of the mountain. It'll really be good for you. But, but with test, and, and, and all these things that we're looking at when, when it has to do with testimony, it, it's relating to what Jesus came to do for us. And when you think, so I was, I was thinking about this. My dad, he's, he's a wonderful uh, man of God, really. And, and he's, he's worked a lot of jobs um, as a minister to support his habit. You know, sometimes ministers, we have to support our habit of, of ministering by doing a lot of other things, which I've had my share of also. But uh, he, he had a vacuum cleaner, you know, job for a while. And, and, and uh, he, I think it was Electrolux. Anybody? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like that long tank cylinder thing, you know? Yeah, with a hose on it. Uh, but he said one of the tricks of the trade was to, when, as soon as they opened the door, uh, throw, the, <laughs> throw the vacuum cleaner through the door and start showing them, you know? I don't, I don't know how that worked too well, but... Uh, you know, it's not enough to just some, have somebody tell you how good something is or even to see a, uh, 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 an advertisement of it. What do you do when, when, when you go to, to buy a vehicle? Now, we had some people here in the church that, that's, that sold vehicles and, uh, you know, sometimes they'll buy them sight unseen. I think, I know Larry's done that. If, he, if you know the truck, didn't he go up to like Minnesota or something and got a big truck up there, you know? But it's one that you've already driven. You already know what it's like, you know. Um, and there's a new one, actually, that, that Ford has come out with. Uh, it's an electric truck. It's completely electric. Is that kind of cool? Well, you know, I got, a, I got one of those rechargeable uh, line trimmers to use here at the church. And it's really great until the battery goes out. You know, and then, then you're really stuck, you know. Man, I'd really like to have a gasoline one again. <laughs> but you know, even before you you go buy the newest and the in the flashiest and with the most technology, what do you do? You want to go drive it, don't you? You want to find out what it, it what it really feels like, what it you know. And sometimes you do it just because that's what you do. I mean, you're you're kind of dumb if you don't. You know, what I'm saying? this is just what you do. You, you want to actually see a demonstration of it. Yeah. Show me. Show me what it's really like. And so I was thinking about this with regard to um, court also. And I should have somebody help me with this. But um, usually in court, uh, you have to have testimony in order for truth to be discovered in court. But a lot of times it's not enough to just have somebody say something. That can be evidence in itself. A lot of times you want to have evidence. 
some statistics. You want to, you know, you'll bring out the chart. You'll show something. You'll actually show the uh, the bloody glove. You know, what? Because there 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 needs to be some actual demonstration of evidence that supports it. And so. When you have all those different elements involved, you have the truth being told, some, some statistics, you have somebody's actual experience, and then you have a demonstration of it. Now, you have a case, right? And some, it's interesting how even when you do all that, sometimes people will still not believe. And this is what happened with Jesus. And this is what will happen with us. But it's still upon us for our testimony. Because our testimony is not just for somebody else. It establishes our overcoming power in itself. So let's just go through this a little bit. I'm going to hash this out a little. I've just got uh, some examples that Jesus gave us. So good to go to Jesus as, as the great testimony, right? Um, so I want to call this today just testimonies evidence. And this is what I believe we're being called to today. Um, man, I'm really challenged in this. I, I was with, uh, I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to God about that this last night. Um, it's like, God, man, this, I, I'm, I'm preaching some stuff that, that I want to, I want to be an example in this. And you know, sometimes things don't begin to, to be experienced until you talk about them. You, you have to begin to declare them, even if you're not there quite there yet. Even if you're not, not that we're not, but it's like, man, I, I want more of this. Because what the world is looking for today is reality. And, and in the church, a lot of times, what does the church present? What do we present when we're talking about God? We're talking about a God that can do anything, aren't we? And even the, the concept of salvation itself is like this supernatural thing. You become a new creation. Wow. This, I mean, this is, this, is, this is supernatural. And if it's really true, there should be some dramatic change. <laughs> what did Jesus do? He healed everybody. Except if there was doubt. Where they were too familiar with him, he, he couldn't even heal them. Because there was doubt there. But, but what was he ready to do all the time? There was a demonstration. There was a demonstration that was validating his legitimacy all the time. God, this is who he is. He's a real God. He, he's not, in our world today, it, it, it's, it's, there, there's, a, there's a diminishing of faith in our country in this weird, weird Embrace. Sometimes I think people actually believe this nonsense. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm feeling like aggravated at them, but I realize they're just, they really believe this. Because you say it enough and you get in the right, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I saw this comment online the other day. Uh, I won't say what it is exactly, but it's it's not it's something that I'm in agreement with, and I would think that maybe all of us might not be either. But um, so I, I went to to think about maybe commenting myself, and I went looking through all the comments, and I thought every single comment is in support of this thing. And 
you get in the wrong, you get in the wrong uh, council, you get in the wrong atmosphere, you start exposing yourself. And this is why it's so necessary to expose yourself to the truth. For us to come together and not be afraid to, to speak the truth. Amen. <laughs> because every single one of these people are affirming and aligning with stuff that is completely, if you were just to take somebody that didn't have any background at all and present this to them, they'd say, well, that's a bunch of nonsense. But you get in it long enough, you hear a lie long enough, and you'll accept it. And here is the challenge. As soon as you, you accept it to the point of belief, then you're going to act on it. And this is the battle. This is the war that we're in. This is the, and, and we don't wrestle with natural means. It's a spiritual thing going on. And so that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we sing a song. I love your presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Why? Because we need something beyond the mental realm that would surround us and impose itself on us. Amen? And the thoughts from God, the thoughts that will not be affected by this world, do not come from this world at all. They come from the very presence of God. Not just looking at, at scriptures either. There's a lot of people that know all the scriptures. And are still demented. <laughs> that wasn't very nice. Was I guess. <laughs> okay. I'll name one of them. The devil. <laughs> right? he, know, he knows a lot of it. Right? So he can't get too offended at me. He's already offended at me. Okay. So testimony is the case for overcoming. So this is what we... The only way the enemy overcomes us is when we believe the lie he brings to us. And so there's a necessity for there to be validation of the truth that only comes from, from God. So how we overcome is through testimony. Now, something has already been done. The blood has already been shed. The, 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 uh, um, the, the legal side has already been taken care of. We've already been bought by the blood of Jesus. But it requires a testimony for that to become real. Like I said, this whole world is needing, they need to see God for who he really is. Anybody that sees God for who he really is, you behold his glory and you will be changed. Amen. Praise God. Um, just a few statements here. In the validation and confirmation of a case, there's a need for actual evidence demonstrations of irrefutable facts. So, part of the nonsense going on in our world today is a, a bunch of conjecture about ca uh, causes and effects. Where stuff came from, I'll let you guys fill in some blanks, but where things came from and where they're going. And there, there is no consensus on it. It's all over the board, isn't it? Why? Because it's, people don't want to actually discover the truth. And plus, it's, it's shielded. It's shielded. You can't really see what it is. Um, w but there is a truth. And, and, and there will be a time when it will be discovered exactly what things are. But when it comes to the things of, of life, there's a, there's a time... When 
it's, it's no way you can, can refute it. You know, there's, there's, uh, well, I won't go there. Um, there's a lot of places you can go, right? <laughs> and you, and like I said earlier, sometimes you can have the, the obvious truth and people will still not believe it if they don't want to, right? <laughs> but with God, there's going to be a presentation of irrefutable truth that's going to come from demonstrations. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Right? When is that going to happen? When there's some irrefutable. You cannot deny it anymore. You cannot just get in your own little social world and think you're okay there. Why? Because irrefutable evidence has been demonstrated that he is who he says he is. Now, that's going to happen for everybody. But I think it's upon us to go there now. Amen? For us to not wait. It's in the vacancy of evidence that all credibility is lost, along with any chance of convincing. So, now, I, I, I could use some of the... Uh, other elements that I don't want to go into today. But I think this is something for us. As Christians, we're talking about a God who is all-powerful, almighty, eternal. And so that's just a bunch of nonsense to somebody until you can back it up with some irrefutable evidence. Yeah. Right? Now, I know, I know we go by faith. I know... You know, that we have the word and, and a lot of things that we're, we can't see with our eyes. But if our God is really a God as powerful as he says he is, even for us, there needs to be a validation of irrefutable demonstration. Can we see this? Because <laughs> otherwise, we can begin to make excuses for things and actually enter into a realm of doubt while we're while we're parading along like we're people of faith, we're actually living in excuses of doubt because we don't see the God that we declared him to be. I told you I was going to go to some places today. Is it okay? Because I think we should be challenged. What do we really believe? Because we're going to see what Jesus has to say about this. As long as a declaration exists only in the realm of philosophy or conjecture, its foundation is unstable. It's not enough to just come up with an idea. You can have a very, I mean, some of the stuff, some of the nonsense that's going on today, especially some, okay, I'll just say some of it, okay, is that all right? Some of this critical race stuff. I mean, we've all been made in the, in the image of Christ. And it's nobody else's fault at all that I don't walk in the fullness of God's blessing in my life. It's nobody else's fault. It's all up to me what I do with the blessings that I've been given in Christ. Amen? So where was I going to go with that? Oh, that whole concept of, of, of there being a whole system of racial division like that, it, it is not founded in sanity, really, and not from God. There's no consideration 
of what God has to say about this at all. In fact, you have to get God out of a school that you're going to put this into. Because it doesn't coincide with God. Right? So, the problem with it is, and this is, this is my hope, and, and I know this is what's going to happen, is when you build something that is only based upon conjecture, there's, no gonna, there's not any validity to it. It's unstable. Even, even the people that are doing this stuff are unstable people. Nothing personal. But they're not, they're not... Isn't it wonderful to have a foundation that's the rock that we get to build our lives upon? It's not unstable. It will, it will stand the test of time. And it's not going to hurt somebody else in order for it to be... <laughs> All right. Let me... I'll, I'll get through this. What's that? Uh, uh, <laughs> so testimony stability, it requires these three legs. Okay, can we we'll look at some three legs and we'll, we'll, we'll look at the last one here today. A firsthand account of an experience. So this is where we have to start. We have to know our God ourselves. We have to be in his face ourselves. We have to have, have you had an encounter that is spiritual to you how, how, how recent is, is the last one? <laughs> Seriously. Are we walking in him? Are we living in him? Are we impressed with this almighty God in this faith that we declare? How much does he impress us just in every moment of our life? Right? Because it's from that that the testimony comes. You know what people do not need to hear is condemnation. They do not need to hear what's wrong with them. They need to hear what's right with you. Yes. Right? <laughs> what has God done in your life? So the first thing about a testimony starts with where your face is at. Where, how much you're impressed with God yourself. Amen? That comes from his word, but it also comes from just getting in his face. In those moments in bed. When the enemy's coming in like a flood and you allow the spirit of the Lord to raise up a standard against him and you overcome and you say, wow, that was God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You can also do it in this way. The enemy's put a, put a curse in your body, an ailment of some kind, and you begin to say, no, that's not what God says about me. He says, I'm healed. And you stand on that in spite of how it feels. You just keep standing on it. It's not, you know, the world, there's a definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And faith is a little bit like that because sometimes you're going to have to keep doing. You keep, but you're not, it's, it's, it's not expecting a different result. Faith is knowing that you've already got the result. Does that make sense? But you start to do that in your life. And now now your life becomes a testimony. And what is the testimony of? And this is something that... <laughs> all right. We might have to go a little longer. I don't know. But um, are, are you all good here this morning? Is this good? All right. <laughs> so uh, my, my sister and her husband um, have been teen challenge directors for years in, in Arizona. Uh, 50 years maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, and so, you know, 
I, I grew up with this, this uh, perception of what a, a good testimony was, how much you could tell about what the devil did in somebody's life. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, that's a good testimony. Do you hear how bad they, they were overcome by the devil? Wow, that's a really good testimony. And, and, and really, the testimony is what God did, right? And the testimony is, is the irrefutable evidence that you had a personal experience of in God. And it dwarfs whatever the enemy did. That's the testimony. I was lost in sin. Let's don't talk about how wonderful sin is. How much it did to me. Let's talk about how wonderfully I was delivered from it. Amen? Now, it, not, not to say that we don't want to hear where people have come from. Because we, there's a necessity of looking to the pit so you appreciate where you've come to. But let's magnify this work of our God that's so much greater. Amen? So there needs to be that, though. We don't just start, you know, uh, we don't just get some kind of formula of trying to persuade people about how they've, they've failed and they need God. We get in God's face ourselves and realize how much we've failed, how much we have been forgiven, how much we, and then, and then we experience the benefit of that. And it becomes something we can't hold back. This is what I experienced in my life. Amen. And you know, this doesn't get old. It gets newer and newer. All right. So there's that need for that personal encounter with God, that his, his almightiness. And then there's a need to understand the truth about him also. There's the experience, and then there's the validating truth. Did you know you can just kind of get weird if all, if all you're wanting is experience? Does that make sense? And then you can just follow all kind of experiences. And you know what the enemy can do is is give you an experience. And the experience will become your God. So we're not, we don't, we're, we don't base our, our faith upon experience. The experience is the validation of the truth. And so we have to know the truth and we don't silence the truth. We have to give voice to the truth. Amen? All right, I'm spending way too much time on this beginning part, but it's good, isn't it? So what I want to look at today is, is the demonstration of effectiveness. It's not enough to just feel like, to have somebody tell you that you have to have this thing. I want to know that I have to have it. I want to know. You show me. Show me how this works. And you get, you get me to believe that I have to have this? You know what? You, you do that. This is, this is what salespeople. We got any salespeople here today? Actually, my, my son's pretty good at this. But he convinces people that they have to have a new roof until they believe that they have to. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> he reveals to them that they need. Is that better? That's better. <laughs> okay, do I need to work on it a little bit more? <laughs> well, that's really what we're doing when, when we're uh, testifying, isn't it? It's like, we're, it's just a revelation yeah. of where people are. But you have to get them to the place where they know that they have to. Yeah. You know, if somebody thinks, uh, I, I don't see anything up there. I'm, I'm good. 
and, and they don't believe it until there's drip, 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 you know, on their face while they're in bed or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, what he said is true now. You know, that's how a lot of people are going to be. They don't believe it until there's ouch, 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 fire on their. Okay. All right. So this is kind of what we're looking at, and this is how we got into this. It's Revelation 12, 11. They conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not love their lives in the face of death. And we saw this last week, how powerful the truth can be. The word of our testimony be- becomes what we activate from our side to make it alive. Yeah. A testimony is not just the experience. A testimony is the word of the experience. And the demonstration of it. You show me how much you've been changed. It's a transformation in your life. It's a miracle. This person, and this is the wonder of, you know, people being delivered from drugs. They were bound. And now they are delivered. That's a miracle. Amen. So, works done in the Father's name testify about Christ and require acceptance of him for belief. So, um, you know, there's this concept that we are delivered from from works. And and there's a reality in that. I'm grateful for that. We do not have to do anything to receive the, the grace of God. Unmerited favor. But there's a real purpose in it. There's a real purpose in it. It's to produce the works of God in us. Uh, Titus 2, 11 through 12, if you go look at that, that, that he redeemed us to, uh, he, he redeemed us from all wickedness to purify for himself a people that are able to do good works. It's a necessity of gra- the grace's work is to accomplish this in us. The ability to validate who God really is to the world. Does this make sense? The world needs to see. And you know, you think, I just believe. No. You know, some people, what is it? It's better to, to, uh, to not see and believe than to have to see and believe, right? But Jesus went. His whole work on the earth. Why did he go around doing these works? Just, well, to, to prove who he was, right? Yeah. Well, why didn't they just believe in him? I mean, it was in the, it was in the scriptures who he was. Yeah. Why, why did he have to do all these works? Mm-hmm. Why, just, did he do them just because he loved people and cared for them? That was a big part of him. He's, mo- he's moved. He, he cared about them. But there was a there was a reason beyond that, and we'll and we'll see this. John ten twenty five. I did tell you, and you don't believe. So so Jesus is you know he was around a lot of people that didn't believe in him, right? In fact, we saw last week when when there, the uh, the man that was uh, uh, paralyzed. And his, and his friends brought him to the meeting where Jesus was. Jesus was surrounded by religious people that were critical of him. Yeah. And it says the power of God was present to heal in that moment. Yeah. 
So Jesus was surrounded by this unfriendly atmosphere and operated in the power of God continually. <laughs> what a great example, right? <laughs> and so these people that are around him, they're not really believing in him. These are not his disciples. And they say, so when are you going to tell us if you are really the Messiah? When are you going to tell us? So this is really interesting, his response. He says, I did tell you, and you don't believe. Jesus answered them. The works, listen how he told them. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me. Isn't that interesting? What Jesus did in, in the works, signs, wonders, miracles that Jesus did, why were those necessary? Because the God he represented, the God that he was, is a real God. He doesn't just profess to be something. He can do anything, and he does. Amen? I like this. He says... I'm telling you every time. So every time he would heal somebody, every time somebody would be delivered of something, a demon would be cast out. It was a proclamation. It was a testimony of Jesus. Amen? I thought he just did, he just cared about, he did, but it was a, it was a proclamation of who he was. And Jesus is aware of this the whole time, isn't he? But you don't believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So here's the next part of this. This is where there has to be somebody that has made Jesus their shepherd for the belief to make the connection. Now Jesus is talking to these people. They, they can make him their Lord. But for us, there has to be this commitment even for the greatness of God to be real in our lives, there has to be this, and, and I, I, I believe we have to be completely challenged. Is he really our Lord? Is he, is he really our complete shepherd? Because people, even in, in religious communities, try to come up with reasons to explain away why God is not all-powerful and almighty because he just did some things a long time ago that he won't do anymore. Why? Because they don't really believe. And Jesus says, I'm not really your shepherd if you don't really believe. Wow. All right, this man, this is hurting my, my toes a little bit, right? No, it, it's, it, it should be something where we're all, con we're continually in this atmosphere. God, I'm humble before you. I, I wanna grow in the reality of this. So I was looking up, Praise God. I was going to do this real fast this morning. I really was. Are y'all okay? Is this all right? <laughs> so, so I was looking up, uh, or, or I, I, I got one of these uh, references to different ministers around the world that are doing well financially. You know, one of those things that you come across and I'm thinking, well, what is it? And I, and I just started looking at, and it's all over the world, actually. There's a lot of them in Africa. And a big emphasis of the ministries that are very successful 
are demonstrations of the power of God. It's because people are drawn to that. But something I saw in that, and this is something that I, I feel like we should be compelled with, is this is not something that is supposed to be focused on a single man somewhere where they're getting all the benefit and they're financially capitalizing on something. Now, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging, but what I'm thinking is that same power that they operate in so, so fluently, so, it's so common for them, that's the very same power we have. Amen? And for us, it's, it's not supposed to be confined to a, um, a meeting place. This, Jesus did it in the marketplace. He did it across the fence. And what was its purpose? To, to get a, a following or to get a believing? Jesus was ready to let go of the following at any point, wasn't he? <laughs> he had the thousands following him after the cool demonstration. And then he starts telling them the truth about how they're going to actually have to become a disciple. And they all scatter. And he's ready. To, he says, all right, all you disciples that I called, are you ready to go too? Because I'm not backing away from the truth. Isn't that amazing? So he does all the demonstrations to show. But then when, you, when you're going to get closer, you're going to have to make him Lord. It's going to have to be. It's not about how many numbers we have. It's about how many hearts are committed to God completely. Amen? Are you still with me? <laughs> the supernatural reality of the gospel, Christ in you, is just a debatable thought apart from power. Does that make sense? Let me say that one more time. The supernatural reality of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, right, is just a debatable thought apart from power. That's why these, these worship, former worship leaders can start saying that everybody's Christ and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Why? Because when you depart from the power of God, the irrefutable demonstrations of his power, you can go anywhere in your mind and just have a big debate. But you can't debate. Every knee will bow. Right? John 10, 31. Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. <laughs> he had some pretty contentious audiences, didn't he? Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. Which of these works are you stoning me for? <laughs> we, we could, you could actually hang out in this passage quite a bit, but it's, it's really interesting. It says, we aren't, we aren't stoning you for a good work, but for blasphemy. See, they, they're, they're, their problem is, is what he's saying about who he is. And this is what the world is having a problem right now, identity. <laughs> People actually knowing who they really are. And they have a problem with Christians because Christians identify with Christ. And even when there are, I believe in these last days, there's gonna be an outpouring of the spirit where there are greater and greater demonstrations like we're talking about today. Like we're stirring up today, okay? But people are going to have problems with this because they, they, they don't make the correlation until there's a, a convincing. 
Their, their problem was with his identity. And he's saying, my identity is my works. Isn't that amazing? Now, we're going to have to identify with this ourselves, right? <laughs> but for blasphemy, because you being a man, uh, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, isn't it written in your scripture? I said, you are gods. If he called those whom the word of God came to gods and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say you are blaspheming to the one the father set apart and sent into the world? Because I said, I am the son of God. If I'm not doing my father's works, don't believe me. But if I am doing them and you don't believe me, believe the works. Isn't that powerful? This way you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Then they were trying to again to seize him, yet he eluded their grasp. I like that. I like reading that every time I think there's a Frodo, you know. <laughs> he disappeared on him. That was another demonstration, wasn't it? It's like, wow. <laughs> so what Jesus was making is a direct correlation. He said, I'm the son of God. He made this declaration and it just fried the religious people. It fried them. And he said, well, if you don't believe me, believe these irrefutable demonstrations of the power of God. Try to explain those away. What do we believe happened when we became Christian? The very life of God is ours, living in us. We are sons and daughters of Christ, aren't we? We actually are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Is this true? Yeah. Did you know that this is really hard for somebody to swallow that doesn't know God? Oh, you're a son of God? Actually, we're identifying with Christ. What, what he was saying there, we're identifying with that too, aren't we? Right? Yeah. Now, you go telling people in the world that, that you're a son of God and you don't even have any works to show for it? <laughs> Jesus had a problem. They were believing him and all the scriptures were validating who he was. And they still crucified him because he said he was a, who he, he said he who he was. There's a testimony that for us requires a validation in our life. We have to actually believe God. Everybody that believes has evidence. Okay, man, this is challenging, is it not? Are, are is anybody challenged here today? Okay. I'm so thankful that, that God does this for us. You know, he, sometimes people say, oh, God just loves everybody. He just likes to let everybody be who they are. No. Do you love your kid if you just let them do whatever they want? Just, just eat all the pizza you want. Just, just don't even get out of bed if you don't want to. No, just stay who you are. No. We're not going to let that be who you are, right? <laughs> we're going to make sure you're not that, right? <laughs> Well, God cares. He invested so much in us so that we could be overcomers, so we could live in triumph over every work of the enemy. Yes. 
And he didn't, he didn't give us amazing grace so that we can just live however we want to live and never get out of bed. He, he gave us amazing grace so we could be transformed. Amen? And demonstrate his power. The great purpose of God's demonstrative power is testimony for persuasion. Okay, John 5, 30. I can do nothing. This is amazing. Jesus is saying this. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only what I hear, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Man, what an example. If we'll, if we'll let the Spirit help us with this, man, this will be a continual pushing us every day. Are we really concerned about what God has for us today? You know, we have, I know we got jobs, we got a lot of stuff we're doing, but, but He wants to be involved in our life continually. Jesus said this. This is Jesus talking. You think Jesus could have His own identity, and yet He said, Everything about me is dependent upon my Father God. Everything I do comes through Him. Right? So, my works aren't just my works, they're God's works. But the will of Him who sent me. If I testify, if I testify, if I testify, this is where our testimony is not about us, it's about God. My testimony is not valid. There is another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony He gives about me is valid. Isn't that amazing? All right. You have sent messengers to John, and he has testified to the truth. I don't receive man's testimony, but I say these things so that you may be saved. Listen to what he says here. John was a burning and shining lamp, and for a time you were willing to enjoy his light. He had, a, he had an amazing uh, ability to turn people, for them to repent and to, to you know, give themselves to God. He says, but I have, what? A greater testimony. Than John's. And where does the what is this testimony? It's the works. Because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I'm doing testify. Can you see the other necessary leg of a testimony? There's a need for validation, for demonstration, for works that are only God. And what does he require for these works to be accomplished? Does he require, he requires us to have fellowship with him where we're seeing who he is and we're not, we're not living unto ourselves, testifying unto ourselves for his works to be flowing. This might be a real key for us. If there aren't works in our life, it might be that we need to be making his testimony over ours. What are we declaring about our life? Who are we? What's going on in your life? What is your testimony about your life? Jesus said, I do everything that the Father says to do. <laughs> it's a pretty high standard, isn't it? <laughs> it's a pretty high standard. These very works I am doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who sent me, listen to this word sent. We'll come back to this later. The Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time and you haven't seen his form. Listen, you haven't seen God. You haven't seen his form, but you don't have his word living in you because you don't believe in the one he sent. 
You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, yet they testify about me. Said so you have all this other stuff, and I am writing in front of you as a demonstration of who God is. And this is what God has enabled for us in Christ. Oh, I just want the goodies. I just want the blessing. I want all the yes, yes, yes of all the promises of God are mine so that I can just enjoy life and just, just cruise through and the devil doesn't bother me and I can just have all the fleshly fun I, can, I want and it doesn't matter. No, God says, I have a real purpose for you. And Oh, really? <laughs> I'm supposed to do something? I said, yeah. <laughs> to believe is to be accompanied with a confirming sign. So it's not enough to just wear a placard, I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not enough to just say this vacuum cleaner works. Yeah. I want to see some dirt coming off the floor, right? <laughs> yeah. Mark 16, 15. Then he said to them, go into all the world. This kind of sounds like what Jesus was just saying happened to him. God sent him, right? And now what's happening to us? We're getting sent. Have you ever been sent? <laughs> then he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. Listen to what happens. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany who? So you ain't a vacuum cleaner unless you're sucking up some dirt. You ain't a believer unless there's some signs trailing behind you. <laughs> what I think is cool about this is they're trailing behind. You're not pursuing the signs. Right? But there should be some validation. And our testimony that will cause us to overcome is going to be the same testimony that will bring presentation for somebody else. Amen? How do we overcome? By the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If you, if you can think about the word, not just being a sound, but a life. Right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word becomes your life. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. Ah, why did they put that one in? If they should drink anything deadly, it will never harm them. I guess it would be, you know, if, if you accidentally picked up a snake, right? <laughs> like you thought it was a stick. Oh, I'm so glad that scripture was in there now. All right. It will never harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. And I don't see anywhere in there that it says if it's God's will. Does it say that anywhere? I, I don't. It's actually indicating what God's will is. Is it not? It says you, this will happen for you if you believe. You know, some people say, I don't have any problem with believing. Well, so are you sucking up some dirt? Or <laughs> Right? <laughs> there needs to be some evidence. And Jesus indicates that we have been sent to produce evidence. 
It's not just for us. It's not just our testimony. It's the testimony of God. And God testifies about who we are in Christ by the works that he accomplishes through us. <laughs> Actually, this is really good, isn't it? Yes. All right, John 14, 12. All right, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do what? The works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. Who's he talking about? Just the disciples? No. And everyone that will believe as a result of them. Right? So, are you good this morning? Why don't you stand up with me and uh, let's, let's make a few. Can, can you declare some things? I'm so glad Pastor Kim did that this morning. I... I uh, I encourage you, the, these notes that I have in here are in our church app, um, New Life Church LH, in the uh, Apple Store and the Android Store, and um, actually there's some other cool stuff in there too. There's some music and some teaching and some other things, um, but these notes are in there, and the notes have everything, all the scriptures I've had this morning, they actually, there's a, there's a, a little, uh, little blurb their blog thing at the beginning of it, kind of giving a synopsis of what we're talking about here. And then uh, there's a, a, a prayer, an overview, uh, and, and there's going to be these uh, declarations also that, that we can make. And it's important for us, and I encourage you with this, don't, let, don't think, well, I just got that because I sat through the service. Yeah. If this stuff is going to be real for us, we got we to gotta walk it out. Do we not? Yeah. Man, how do we ever walk before we got to, <laughs> You know what I mean? Do you ever wonder that? It's like, man, do I know anything sometimes? And that's how it is with God. No, we're just, we're continually desperate for more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if we can say some of these together, though, this morning, there's, there's power in our declaration. And these are all based upon the truth of God's word. There's a progression in the, each, each one of these declarations. So I encourage you again. Let this be something that becomes our meditation, our proclamation. When we're declaring this, there's power going out from our mouth. We're, we're proclaiming the truth. And it's enabling the demonstrations that God wants to do. Do you think he's going to demonstrate just haphazardly, accidentally something happened? It's going to be on purpose, isn't it? Amen? So let's say this together. My life has been completely transformed by the resurrection power of Christ. Can we say that together? All right, let's do that. My life has been completely transformed by the res resurrection power of Christ. Let's say it again. My life has been completely transformed by the resurrection power of Christ. What is that? That's my experience. You know, sometimes we have to declare that, don't we? I have been completely transformed. Because the enemy wants to come in and say, you're just a loser. You just, you can't do this. And you know, no, no, I have been completely transformed. I just like to say that. I'd like to testify in this court where you're trying to say that I'm, I'm going to go to prison. No, no, I have been completely transformed, right? Okay, let's say another one. I've been delivered from the power of darkness and made complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. What does that mean? That I am full of this nature that I'm talking about. This is my encounter with him. And because of that, I am in a position of authority. 
If he's in me, if he's strong like this, I'm in a position of authority. Amen? Now, it's really hard to get to anything else unless we're going through some of this. Amen? We have to enforce these things in our, in our life. This is a declaration. In me now is the very life and nature of Almighty God. This is a reality in me. Oh, look at this next one. In him I live, move, and have my being. I'll tell you what, just hearing yourself say this a few times, it takes your mind to another realm. It delivers it from some other strongholds. Amen? And it's getting you set up for some other stuff, all right? Wherever I go, I carry with me the testimony of Christ's blood that has made this possible. Say it again. Wherever I go, I carry with me the testimony of Christ's blood that has made this possible. What he has done for me is readily on my lips along with its confirming truth from the word of God. What does that mean? That means that what he's done for me, he's transformed my life. I'm ready to share it at any time along with scriptures that are gonna validate that and give it strength. Amen? You know, it's so good to have your own personal representation of what the truth of God's word has declared. Amen? As my words declare and establish belief in him, there is confirming power to demonstrate works only God can do. Let's say that again. As my words declare and establish belief in him, there is confirming power to demonstrate works only God can do. What happens when we make these declarations? The thing that's in our heart that identifies with truth is given an ability to actually believe that truth. Until it's coming out of your mouth, it's not, it's not belief. <laughs> and sometimes we help the belief. Actually, we do help the belief by our confession, what we're saying. We're actually just declaring the truth. And our souls get to get hooked up with it. Amen? In my completed testimony of God's goodness. Let me just define that real quick. So in, in, in all of these areas together, in, in my experience, my uh, refusal to silence the truth, and the demonstrations of the works of God. So in this complete, that's a completed testimony. Okay? In my completed testimony of God's goodness is overcoming power for myself and for those who will be touched and persuaded by it. Do you like that? Let's say it again. In my completed testimony of God's goodness is overcoming power for myself and for those who will be touched and persuaded by it. All right. Can you handle one more? I must do the works of the one who has sent me while there is still time. Amen. Now, when you, that while there's still time thing, you might just pretend like there's no more time than right now. <laughs> Amen. Jesus is coming soon. And our, our, our life on this earth is but a, but a breath. It's just a moment, isn't it? We don't have time to wait. Let's don't make this something that we plan on doing next year. Amen. Let's make it, let's make it who we are right now. Amen.